get a picture of the plane taking off. Marge, what's wrong? Are you hungry? Sleepy? Gassy? Gassy? Is it gas? It's gas, isn't it? Homer, I've never told you this before, but I'm not a good flyer. I have to get off the plane. Let me off the plane. I'm asking you nicely to open the doors. Take it easy, Marge. How about if we dope you up real good? Let me off, 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 let me off. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we're here to review Fear of Flying, which I always thought was called Marge's Fear of Flying. I was incorrect. Yeah. I never thought it was Marge's Fear of Flying. Really? I think I even said last week, next week's show is Marge's Fear of Flying. I've always just thought it was called Marge's Fear of Flying. I think I don't listen to you very often, otherwise I'd have picked you up. Uh, Probably because I don't really rate this episode too highly. I I like it. I think it was a funny episode. I think there's... Had its moments. Had Guy Incognito. (laughs) Which is pretty ridiculous. There's less... Goofy slapstick comedy, more, uh, for want of a better word, you have to be paying attention comedy. Well, I was sort of taking notes at the same time. And when I went back and watched it the second time, I realized I'd missed things like the underlining husband. Yeah. Things like, because I wasn't looking at the screen at the time. A lot of visual gags in this one. And there's a lot of gags that aren't uh, aren't necessarily... I don't know that an eight-year-old's going to laugh a lot at this episode, but I, 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 I really enjoyed it. But this is, you know, it's my largely my style of comedy is what's going on in this episode. I th- thought it was very similar for me. It was similar to last week's show in that it peaked early, and mm. by the end, I was just I got bored. I think it's just because it's a Marge story. I just find it very boring. Oh, that is such a sexist thing. Well, not such a cliche thing. No, I expect better of you. There was nothing in this episode that interested me. I just found it very... It wasn't a bad episode. It was just nothing okay. stood out to me. It was I'll, just dull. I'll tell you what I like about this from a writer's perspective. For one thing, The Simpsons have often have done that thing where you think the story's going down one path and then it swings down another. But I think this is the longest... To- like, the, the first path is dragged out for longer than it's ever been in any other episode. Like it's virtually the entire first act before it changes and becomes a March episode. Like you think it's going to be a Homer episode as he's off finding a new bar. You um, normally don't like that. You said you hate it when that does that, when it has a whole act dedicated to something then it becomes something else. You've said that in the episode, on the podcast. It depends on the way it's done. Like sometimes it feels like they're doing it just because... It was when it's we were reviewing the squirt and the whale, and you said that you hated that the first part about Homer of the windmills had nothing to do with the story. Yeah, it didn't have much to do with the story. In this, searching for the new bar and all that sort of thing thematically doesn't have a lot to do with the story, but cause and effect, it does same lead with Homer though. It does. No, it's not the same. Not the same as in Squirt it's, and the it's Whale. It's he prays for a storm in Squirt yeah, and the Whale. Yeah, yeah. like the, which is horseshit. Yeah, <laughs> but in this, like you know, similar kind of thing though. Similar. It felt. It felt closer to me. Felt more it felt realistic. Like, it felt it? like there were proper connections to yeah, what was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that they wanted to find an insecurity with Marge, but rather than tread over familiar territory. And Bill Oakley has said that season six was their way of trying to copy season three, that they wanted to have, you know, a Marge episode, five Homer episodes, six Bart episodes, or whatever the actual breakdown was. But rather than just go Marge goes crazy for being a housewife again or Marge wants to get away or Marge considers it fair. Like, it's always about Marge. Anytime, any Marge episode up till now has been about Marge trying to 
um, get herself into a better version of her life. They created this fear for her that had absolutely no reason to exist on the show ever because the Simpsons exist in Springfield. They've been on a plane before, have they not? Uh, well, they've been yeah, to they, Australia. They flew to Washington, they flew to Washington. Obviously. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, so, they, Australia's in a few episodes' time. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, okay. Um, We've reviewed it, but... Okay. Oh, Washington was far enough back in the past that you can ignore the fact (laughs) that they flew there. But the point is, like, 99% of The Simpsons takes place within Springfield. It's almost like the Truman Show in that regard. Like, you've got this enhanced... Not enhanced. Enclosed society Mm. that the show exists within. But then they, you know, invent the fear of flying. So, A, it takes you by surprise. It's B, it's entirely different from anything that's come before. Um, And C, it does... I, I really enjoyed the therapy scenes. I think it works to a very funny conclusion. Um, as much as Homer, all of the other characters are reduced to bit players from the second, from about the halfway point onwards. Like Homer only really gets to exist in a nervous, thinks the therapist's going to turn her against him kind of mode and the kids virtually disappear. And th- that is kind of realistic to an extent. A lot of husbands would be like that if their wives were going to therapy. Well, a lot of husbands Contro- are the reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I even suggested the other day that maybe I should go see a therapist for my own shortcomings. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I get it. You're upset that I leave bottle caps around the house. You leave them around the fucking studio too. Jesus I, Christ. I admit, I'm not going to change. Perhaps you should go talk to someone about how you can deal with this. <laughs> how do you can deal with it? <laughs> I, I did like how they had Marge coping with... She didn't want to admit that she was scared at first. She was mm. trying to be strong and get through it. Yeah. And she just couldn't. I thought yeah. the, the acting by Julie was fantastic. That's a great snap. In, let me off, yeah. let me off, let yeah. me off, let me this, off. Let me off the plane. I'm asking politely, yeah. let me off the plane. Maybe I should go take a photo of the plane <laughs> taking. Yeah. She's trying to cover it all up. Um, I love, What was her line about how it's a busy housekeeping season? Um, but yeah, like in, in on the whole, I really liked Julie's acting. I really liked the therapist. Um, who voiced the therapist? Was that a special guest It was star? a special guest. Anne Bancroft, who was the former wife of Mel Brooks. Ah, yeah, yeah. delightful Jewish man. She's in the Elephant Man too. Mel Brooks is Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? She was in the Elephant Man. I believe she was in the Elephant Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's have a look there. So, Academy Awards, Tony Awards. She just gives a brilliant performance. A really... Believable psychiatrist. Really, really subtle humour coming... Like that kind of cutting comments out the side of your mouth kind of Have you seen The Sopranos? Her. Uh, yeah, Similar yeah, yeah. To the psychiatrist Mr. Soprano, you're suffering from anxiety. I want to punch your fucking face in. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I will say is that Marge thinking she's uncovered the problem and then it's having the realisation of what the truth is is a little bit of a steal from Mash Goodbye, Farewell and Amen, where Hawkeye is yeah, talking about the, the bus baby. and the chicken. The, oh. uh, and like the chicken won't stop squawking. That's crazy. That's and for about 30 minutes, he's talking about the chicken. And then it turns out that it was a baby and she killed the baby to stop him from It's almost a direct parody of that, isn't it? Well, it's not a direct parody, but it's very much just a steal. Um, yeah. of, the concept of it, yeah. Yeah, like that whole thing of you're in therapy and you think you've come across this, the answer and then you have this moment of, <gasps> now I remember for real, which isn't how I'm it sure works. I'm sure it's not just in MASH. It's been in a few things. Oh, it's been in a lot of things. MASH was just the one that came to mind. Yeah, But, but it's um, probably not an overly realistic depiction of how therapy works. My favourite moments from this episode were the parodies. So, Cheers. Yeah. And uh, the Lost in Space. I thought Dan acting as Dr. Smith. Dan's acting was great, but I thought the Lost in Smith parody was... Lost in Smith. Whoops. The Lost in Space. Lost in Smith. That's a different film. I've got a cold. (laughs) I apologise, guys. I'm coming off of a flu. Um, Lost in Smith. I thought the Lost in Space parody was the most needless part of the entire episode. It was... Well, the first... uh, 
like Lost in Space was a 60s to 70s thing, but I feel like every comedy show had had their crack at joking about Lost in Space by this point. It wasn't breaking new ground for The Simpsons to do that parody. That was just me. I was like, this is going for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But so it the, still had but its the moments of comedy. And a nice edge to it. Cheers and, is great. And the fact that they got the original cast all into the hilarious yeah. thing is they could get everybody but Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite line from the episode was, save that for the karaoke. Save those pipes for the karaoke. Yeah, so great. I, I love, um, I just love Woody's voice. Like Woody doing Woody yeah. is better than Woody as Woody. <laughs> <laughs> My chiropractor says I can't keep carrying you. He's so, so great. sweet. So great. All right. Now, let's get into alternate names. What was your, favorite, what was your favorite moment? Oh, favourite moment first. Yeah. Um, I've got, I couldn't choose between three. Okay. So I apologize, but I'm I'm split. There's uh when we that to live. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> That's great. Just um, the way he cuts in straight away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Grandpa waking up in the plane home alone style. Home alone style, yeah. It was very yeah. cool. And Marge, it's three AM. Shouldn't you be baking? <laughs> very good. <laughs> Obviously, that's because she had been baking all night. Had been before. baking the night yeah, before, yeah, yeah. but out of context, it just comes across as the most chauvinist <laughs> know, comment right? in the world. <laughs> I always remember it just being chauvinistic, but now yeah. I go back and watch it. I was like, oh, it's a back reference. Yeah, yeah. of course. I've already said my favorite moment. So we said favorite line, but that's your favorite. Oh, the favorite moment, moment well. was the the parodies. I love okay. the parodies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Alternate title. I've got two. You got two. Okay. Um, because I wasn't happy with either of them, but I've got high anxiety mm-hmm. as number one. Yes. And that's very good. I like it. Thank you. And bowing down. <laughs> That's awesome. Which needs to be said in that exact that inflection. Is with exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't do one, but Mitch gave me one. I'm not going to try pretend. <laughs> You're supposed to take credit for it. I'm not going to take any credit for this. Just plain crazy. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> well done, me. I don't take credit for shit that I don't do. Right. I said you can have that. I know, but I... As a comedian, when you say that's yours, you can have that, then it's yours. No, you but... You can have that. I still don't take credit for it. It was all, all right. your work. So, the trivia. You kick up things. I've got five questions. You've got four. You Imagine said, right? you running a talk show. You come out and do your monologue and be like, and <laughs> thanks to Stephen and Rachel and Joey and Emma and all of the writing Let's just stuff, roll the credits, shall we? Just that roll was the your, credits. That was all them. That was their stuff. You know what I came up with? Hi. <laughs> that was me. They wanted me to say hello. I went with hi. I didn't even dress myself. <laughs> So, my first question. Who, yep. What is the name of the celebrity wall on Mo, in Moe's? Oh, God. Choking on my own rage here. Um, it, no. Mount Lushmore. Mount Lushmore. Lushmore. Yeah. What does that mean? No idea. Okay. Uh, what is the Chinese word for both crisis and opportunity? Oh, I don't know. Crisis-tunity. Cri- oh, yes. <laughs> Not real, people. Not real. <laughs> what is Homer's favorite song from the jukebox? Um, I, Which was another great moment when Marge calls up the talkback host. I know, host. it's another callback. Um, how do I not... Oh, I've just gone... Would you like a song? It's raining men! It's raining men. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn it. That, we that, was a, that was a close... It was going to be a fourth favourite moment. Smith. Hey! hey. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Um, who was Sammy supposed to be marrying? Oh, no idea. Diane. Fuck. Sammy. I, if I had a thought about it, I would have figured that Sammy, out. Sammy, you can't so go out on know. a date with twins on the same night you're supposed to marry Diane without oh, I can't remember the the third uh, the, the second girl's name, but like without Rachel ever finding it's it. Kirstie Alley plays her. Yeah. Her character. Anyway. Yeah. What's the name of the bar that Homer goes to at the airport? Ooh, Wings? No. I thought it was a Wings parody, <laughs> but is it a Wings parody? I don't think so. I know, because I watched it, I thought, oh, we mentioned it being a Wings parody. It doesn't feel like one. Uh the little black box. 
Oh, that's not a bad uh, mm. name for a pilot bar, actually. That's, you know. Um, both Pilot Bar and uh, Caribbean Strip Joint. And Bill Oakley put a tweet out today. I've got to mention, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, thank you for glossing over that. <laughs> that, that little, little joke. <laughs> he put up my favourite non-sequitur like gag, oh, yeah. like, visual gag, and it was Chippos with a hippo eating chips. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what is Homer afraid of? Sock puppets. Yes. Well done. What's the name of the airline? The Homer drives the plane and crashes and they want to give them a free trip. Oh, uh, Quasi Clowns. Quasi Quasi Clowns <laughs> with W's. Is it? I think I, I think it was at least Quasi. Oh, okay. I, th- I wrote Crazy, but if okay. it's Quasi, that's even funnier. I might have just heard it that way, but yeah. anyway. I'm quasi Clowns. I'm going with it. Um, <laughs> Let's have you talk for Jet. My final Jet question. Jet can't say ours. Uh, as many as he can, what were the three movies that Homer rents from the video store? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, there was oh, but the, the, so alive, is it, yeah, alive, yeah. which I th- uh, like. Alive is the only one that I actually know of in real yeah. life. Ethan Hawke, young Ethan Hawke, okay. is in Alive. Do they actually say alive? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they very much do not. But they do actually eat the co-pilot, um, hero and fearless. Hero and fearless. Okay, and finally, ham- for for reference, so- my favorite um, airline disaster movie is Flight of the Phoenix, the James Stewart version from nineteen sixty something. The original. You don't like the remake. I do like the remake, but the first one's better. Okay. My final question, how much was Marge being charged per hour? Uh, 30 bucks. $30 is correct. Keep sliding. Now, you posted a question on Twitter asking people what their fear is. Yes. What they, what, have we had any responses yet? We have had a few responses of okay. people's greatest fears. At Pat Gernjaw falling in the shower. I've um, done it a couple of times. Good, it is re- good response. Have you ever fallen over in the shower? Have you ever slipped in the bathroom at all? Um, I've had near misses, like, you know, I've gone to go and I've managed to catch myself at the last second. I slipped in the kitchen trying to give my mate switch in music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in the bathroom. Yeah. But I just... I switch rem- in music in the shower is a completely different <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I remember going for the kick, my leg went, I remember seeing my foot head height and then all of a sudden I face planted the ground. Yeah, right. It must have just been a continuous oh, you movement. you know what? I just had a memory. I did fall over in the shower once. I, um... I used to have these Matchbox cars that, like, well, I was a kid, and Matchbox what cars. What were you doing that with would, them in the shower? Sometimes I'd have them in the bath because they the would bath, change yeah, temperature yeah, yeah. if they were warm or cold. Change color. Yeah, and you like, said change temperature, which is obvious. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> they would change color when their temperature changed. Um, and I used to like fling them around the side when I was in the bath. But anyway, one day I was a big. Fling I was, them. I was like, a big like throwing like stones. a velodrome. Like yeah. I try to hook it around and oh, see yeah. how far around the bath I could get it. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, on outside of the bath. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, in in in, in the water. Above the rim. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah above yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so I I was becoming a big boy and I was going to have a shower, but I still had one of those Matchbox cars in the bathtub, and it was a shower bathtub combo. Stood on the Matchbox car, went over head on the back. Um, must have made a fucking loud noise because um, Dad came rushing in, which was head on the back. Oh, the back. Oh, like, head on like the ba- the back basin of the of bath. The bath. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, people came there. rushing in. I managed to cover myself up with the bathrobe, uh, uh, like a bath. And how old were you at this point? Oh, I must have been 17. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> Nine or 10, something yeah. along those lines. Um, anyway, it was all good. Um, several tears. Uh, but the good thing about crying in the shower is you've got a nice warm shower to clear away your face. That is true. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. So, back to fears. So, who had fear of bath? Not a fear of bath. Who had the fear of. What was the fear? Or did you just know we're just talking about fear Falling of, in the shower. Falling in the shower. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Matt Race 63, talking to women. Uh, Don't we all? Is a pretty good one. At hey, what's up, Jimmy? Getting kicked in the groin unexpectedly. 
See, that's a tough fear because every time you're walking down the side of the street, it could, it could it happen at any point. It could happen at any moment. Yeah. Any time that you're not sitting down, that that's a possibility. I remember walking down the street once and going, anybody right now could punch me in the face. <laughs> and I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to see it coming. At at Jay Canham that Mitch will break up the band once you get past season nine. Yep, that's true. <laughs> that's every chance. <laughs> at the very least, we'll steer the band in, in new and exciting directions. <laughs> Podcast number eight. Um, ooh, uh, at Bram Trevor, fear of dogs. One that he faces every single day. Jeepers. I, I've grown up around dogs, so I've never understood a fear of dogs. I've always thought I've that... never understood a hatred of dogs. I've always figured, and particularly at my as like a 29-year-old guy, I'm like, okay, even if a dog does get particularly mad and really wants to go me, at the worst, I'm going to get a bit of a cut and some scratches, but I th- I'm pretty confident that I can hold that dog. Like, I can get my head around it or my arms around it, take it to the ground and go, all right, we're just going to lay here for a while, puppy, until someone comes to help. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I do, like, from... It's a fear that I cannot relate to in any way, but I do get it at the same do time. You know what I'm scared of? Because those, like, they are big teeth. On the other hand, like, they're fangs and shit. They, they get you and, in the neck, you're gone. And, you know, through evolution, they are hunting animals. So I get the fear. In regards to dogs, I don't, not so much a fear, but I get sort of a little bit timid walking past a fence or a gate when I know there's a dog on the other side that barks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like you're just quick, walking by and you get the... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Fuck, I, this, I think it's because... You feel like you've walked past a senator. Yes. <laughs> no gun control. I think it's because when we were kids, we would have been eight to ten. We yeah. were, Don't ask me why, but we had these bingo tickets. I should not have done that with the flu, by the way. That has, <laughs> that has ripped my throat to shreds. You just saved that for the live stream, that kind of thing. But anyway. my, my friend had bingo tickets. I don't know why. It was some sort of raffle tickets or something. And he was putting it in people's letterboxes just being stupid. And then we got to this gate and it had the hole in it. And it wasn't a letterbox. Mm. But he put his hand in to put things through. Hole in the a- wall. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky it was only the hand. And a dog just clung onto his fingers. And yeah, right. S- his finger was hanging off its hand, off his hand. Yeah, okay. After the, he tried to pull away and it just bit it. Oh, yeah, right. And so this is why people are afraid of dogs. And that's they can do damage. And that's I think that's where my fear of walking past the gate and a dog barking comes from. Yeah, this is where my fear of glory holes came from. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's lucky that he didn't pull his fingers out and have syphilis. At <laughs> <laughs> mask um, underscore llama, this is one that I can relate to. Pink elephants because of that scene from Dumbo. Mm. When they get drunk and the elephants are dancing around all yeah. over the place. Um, this is a visual. Steve at Stephen W. Bird has tweeted in uh, with a doppelganger for me from some documentary. Now, that guy looks like a serial killer. He has got to be a serial killer, Yeah, right? and you give me a haircut and some round glasses. That looks a fair bit like me. It kind of does, yeah. It looks like if me and Elijah Wood had a kid. Elijah Wood, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at the you'd, you'd have a similar body type to Elijah, I reckon. Uh, yeah. Like not overly masculine, kind of no, short, like hairy not, not feet. Short, Is that what you're tall. getting at? <laughs> at the infamous Katie, small confined spaces, deep ocean void. Someone accidentally opening the emergency exit on a plane mid-flight and spiders. I understand spiders. You got quite a few going on I'm there, not, Katie. I'm not scared of spiders. But need to relax. British people terrified of spiders. It can be a tiny spider, mm. and Nicola and her family will lose their minds. Um, at the ninja thief, who is a new. Tweeter, as far as okay. I'm concerned, I've not seen that one before. Insect and arachnophobia. I'm afraid of almost every bug that there is. Well, and yet she listens. Uh, oh well, I don't know if it's she. And yet they listen to us. Isn't yes, that nice? That is How do you go and someone that's How flies do you reconcile mosquitoes? That? Well, yeah, like 
does insects does do flies and mosquitoes count as insects to you, or are we more talking about any creepy sort of crawlies. creepy crawly yeah. bug? Yeah. Um, uh, at uh, uh, Bex Gibbs is also spiders. Like spiders is a pretty. <laughs> Okay, okay this is a good one. At Brendan O'Brien, those creepy crawly barracuda pool cleaner vacuum thingies. <laughs> that used to scare the shit out of me as a kid as, as well. As a kid, the water going down the plug hole. Oh, yeah. The sound. Yeah, you have to be out of the bathroom before the, the sound starts. Yeah. 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 Um, because that shit will catch your toes from anywhere. <laughs> um, or if you've seen... It's because... Um, what's, the, what's the Priscilla Queen of the Desert? It could catch something mm. else. I remember watching Home and Away as a child and there was a kid called Sam and he got his finger stuck in the plug hole. So I always thought that if I was in there when the sound started, there was its chance to suck my finger down the plug hole. I'll um, never get my finger back. At Lucy... <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get your finger back. Are you worried that there was a dog in the drain? Yes. <laughs> at Lucy... Trying to get my bingo tickets. At Lucy Amos... Um, I love whenever Lucy Amos tweets us because it makes me think of Forrest Whitaker in The Colour of Money when he hustles Paul Newman. Goes, you hustling me, Amos? Um, it's such an obscure line, but it's so it's one of the <laughs> single greatest things that has ever happened in a movie. Particularly if the you've greatest seen, highlight of your day when you read her name and you think of that moment. <laughs> well, it is like because that is fucking perfection, and no one will ever put it on a list, and no one will ever talk about it as being a great movie moment. But it reigns supreme when you see cocky Paul Newman reduced to nothing by some fucking street hustler. It's amazing. And the fact that it's Forrest Whitaker is great. Anyway, um, hers is phlegm, for one thing. Um, a fear of phlegm or just don't like phlegm? Well, just a, a fear of phlegm. Apparently okay. phlegm flying down the streets wherever Lucy is. Um, it's, it's, uh, maybe someone answered that hypothetical, like, would you rather only ever fart glitter or have phlegm shoot out of your fingers? And that person happens to live in her... <laughs> out of your fingers? Yeah. And like that, that person lives in her street. So whenever they wave hello, it's just phlegm. <laughs> phlegm coming at her. That would be... Yeah, uncontrolled. Be careful with hypotheticals, You can control kids. the phlegm coming out. No. Um, and uh, and uh, but the other one I love is because of how specific this is. When you wash a plate and ketchup mi- mixes with the water. I always so wash get the reddish. dirtiest dishes last because yeah. of that. I don't want my hands yeah. hanging out in water that's got like old meat and shit on it. <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Saying hi. Um, With fun right. coming out. And, Is that um, enough? Should we wrap it up? We've got nearly half an hour. We haven't even started the episode yet. So yeah, probably we should. That's fine. I like th- this is more fun for me. <laughs> a few people have sent through sock puppets. Um, this is this is what will happen post season nine. By the way, I will just attempt to derail the episode well, into not, talking so much about derailing. This. It's just that we ha- won't have so much to talk. We don't have such a fond memory of those Do episodes. Do you realize how little? interest I have in just talking about The Simpsons for the rest of my life. Sorry, no, that sounds... I'll take it back a notch from that. But for me, it is more fun to get on the microphone and talk about shit that I don't ever get to talk about. Right into it. And I love hearing about your lives and your fears and your fucking crazy insecurities. You guys are nuts. I love you. Post post season nine, will you guys prefer for us to just go off on tangents? Like, So review the episode first and then just go off on a 45-minute, one-hour tangent talking about whatever we like? Or would you prefer we just do it throughout the episode? So I'm thinking that the, the, the uh, concept could be we get to season 10 episode, whatever, season 12 episode, to episode, whatever, and we review the episode within half an hour to 40 minutes, and then we just say whatever we like for the next hour. Would people be interested in that? Yeah. I hope they would be. Because <laughs> that's what they're getting. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm doing now. <laughs> but right. we're in season six, and we're reviewing Fear of Flying. But before we get into the review, we need to mention that we have a trivia 
coming up November 2nd at the Spotted Mallard in Melbourne. Tickets are available on stickytickets.com.au. Look up Worlds Are Colliding, Seinfeld slash Simpsons Trivia. Not many tickets left. It's going to be a great night. Mitch is going to be hosting. I'm going to be there. Uh, Nick, our friend Nick from Simpsons Best, not Simpsons, uh, Seinfeld's Best Bits is going to be hosting as well. He has a stream of successful Seinfeld trivia nights. It's going to be a fantastic night, isn't it, Mitch? It is going to be a really, really fun night. And um, as you said, tickets are selling fast, but I want to see as many fans from the show there yeah. as humanly possible. I want Simpsons fans to outweigh Seinfeld fans by a long way. So, call to arms. The other thing, the other reason why you should be coming to the show is because our book will be out in Australia by then, which means you can come and get the book Come signed. with a copy of the book and we'll sign it for you. Whether you want that signed or not, I don't know. Yeah, no. But the, the opportunity will Come be Come with any other book and we'll <laughs> sign it for you. Oh, what's that? Wuthering Heights. Let me just pop my name on that for you. We'll also be selling the book there if people want it. We might have a few copies there to sell. Uh, well, hope- hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need to tee that up with the distributors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of uh, just, you know, clerical work. <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain for you all. Just, just buy the book in advance mm. and then bring it to the show and we'll sign it. Yep. We'll do a live read through. I've right. been working on a new signature just for the book. My normal signature was kind of, well, it's dull and looks bad. So Give I'm up trying to the come George up. George Lucas squiggle. I'm trying to come up with a slightly more artsy signature and one that actually looks like my name because my current one is just a bunch of shit. It's, it's a mess of scribble. I've just got Dando yeah, as opposed right. to Brendan Dando. Yeah. My long one. Brendan Dando. <laughs> 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 amazing if you could sign it. Like <laughs> some sort of, yeah. <laughs> It's the guy, the dude from Star Wars Episode 1, Phantom Menace. You know, the fat dudes that have the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Fear of Flying. The original air date was December 18th, 1994. Chalkboard gag, Ralph will not morph if you squeeze him hard enough. I guess that's a take on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, I suppose. Or Animorphs. 94 is when Power Rangers came out, yeah. Animorphs. I'm not sure Animorphs was big enough for The Simpsons to take it off. Mm, Yeah, probably not. And the catch gag was the, obviously, running short on time. Yep. So, they had the long... Circus kick line. Yep. The episode kicks off with everyone at Moe's, mm. and they're all playing tricks on Ridiculous Moe's, which pranks. are very, very deadly. A fucking Taipan. Yeah. Um, I think it was a Taipan in the... Python? No, it's not a Python, because it's got, it's got like the frills. It's got the frills, the yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I'm sure that's the Taipan. That's the one that they get out of the wicker basket. Yes, with the... <laughs> what is that? Like a flute kind of thing? Uh, There's a specific name for it. Th- there is a specific name for it. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm going to say a lathe. It's not a lathe. I think a lathe is actually a, a, um, a string instrument, but whatever. And Barney, what does Barney do? Sets his tie on fire. So sets his clothes so on sets, fire. Yeah, well, he gives it the sm- smell. You know, want to smell my flower? And you're ex- like, this is a great bait and switch in that you're expecting the squirt in the face. And then, yeah, just lights yeah, him on yeah. fire. Like, Straight oh. up lights him on fire. And Moe's just laughing about it, not yeah. thinking it's a big, big yeah. deal. Then Moe, and then he asks for the sugar. sugar. Yeah. And this, Homer does the old loosen the which cap. Which isn't that bad. It's no. a classic gag. This would be great. I love the, the responses. Ah, oh. Now there's sugar all over the yeah. bar. <laughs> we were just messing around. You had to go too roof. far. <laughs> <laughs> so then Mo says, who thinks Homer should be banned for life? They all agree. Yep. And they take his picture off of the wall. They throw his favorite song out of the window and hit Smithers in the head. Oh. And Homer's just very sad. Well, he's his. depressed. He yeah, cut, he's cut back home. to home. I love, Marge's a, to do. I love Marge's attempt to keep him at home. Yeah. With that... Maybe you could pretend that the couch is a bar and you spend more time at home. I'm not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> <laughs> That's up there with Dan's best acting for me. That and line is just it's brilliant line delivery. Lisa brings up the Chinese word, which is? Christ-a-tunity. Yes. And Homer realizes, it's time for me to get out and find a new bar, go find mm. something else. I love this next moment where he walks into the classy bar. Ooh, classy. Ooh, classy. Please leave without making a fuss. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the look on the guy's face. Yeah. Just please leave it. As soon as he spots him. So goddamn good. (laughs) Then he goes to the Cheers Bar, which is a fantastic parody. And one that's really... Like, this is a parody that's dying for The Simpsons to make. Like, screaming out for them to do. But it's one of those moments where if you had asked me what episode is it from, I couldn't have told you. No, I'd Maybe if I thought long and hard about what was the context of him going now, I could have figured it out. Yeah, maybe. I'd forgotten that it was the Fear of Flying episode. Even last week when you said, oh, the Cheers parody. I was like, are you sure? Mm. I I thought you'd actually mixed it up. Yeah. But yeah, it's... It's just so goddamn great. The whole thing from start to finish. As you said earlier, the fact that they got the original voice cast in to do it gives it so much more credence. It just felt like Cheers, didn't it? Yeah. Just well, more evil pretty, spin. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a, a, cheer, a, a Cheers kind of through a weird looking glass. Yes, yep, yep. Mm, this looks like a nice friendly place. Sammy, you're too old to go on a date with two twins on the same night you're supposed to marry Diane without Rebecca knowing. Okay, Carl, I'll make you a bet. If this affects my major league comeback, I'll sell the bar. Woody, give me a beer. I think you've had enough, Mr. Peterson. My chiropractor says I can't carry you home anymore. Just give me another beer, you brain-dead hick. I'll kill you. I'll kill all of you. Whoa, settle down, Nami. Gotta save those pipes for karaoke. I love you guys. <laughs> then he goes to the lesbian bar. Another great bait and switch. Shishi. The Shishi Lounge. Yes. They use the same music as the Marginal Lamb when they go out raving. Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. But it's the something's, something's not- wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What's her problem? Yeah, that's that was that's a great cap of that Enjoy joke. your death trap, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Interesting in that how terrified Homer was of uh, male homosexuality, but obviously no issue with uh, female. Well, he didn't realise it was lesbian bar. Or maybe he no, did. No, he did, because he says this lesbian bar he has no lesbian fire bar. You're right, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's cool with lesbians, just gays, Aren't most gay men. Like, homophobes, fine, like men, fine with lesbians. You though. don't hear them complain about it. Exactly. As, yeah, they're, they're, no, no, it's just, it's unnatural. It's unnatural, I tell you. And I two women are kissing over there. No, 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 that, the, well, that's fine. That's rather the pretty to look at. Oh, but men is unnatural. I wonder if this vote yes, vote no was only for women, whether the, the thought process would be different. 100%. Apart from the fact that they go, well, we can't let women get married because then they'll let men get married. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> It's just a joke. Anyway. Yeah, that, well, that's what other we, people say. We all say. voted yes, so it doesn't matter. We all, all two of us. But all yes, us, no, yeah. I, I, um, I, love, I love gay men and women. Who doesn't? I love gays of all kind. Um, gay dogs. I'm happy with gay dogs. Gay monkeys. I'm happy. I've seen male dogs whatever. going at it. Yeah. Yeah. And good on them for it. Guy Gognito. This is one of my favorite moments of all time. Mm. Homer? Who, Who is, is Homer? Homer? <laughs> the way he says it. So perfect. <laughs> little mustache. Great, great mustache. <laughs> Who is Homer? I'm Guy Incognito. <laughs> Beat the shit out yeah. of him too. <laughs> really lay into him. Get out of here. And the, the best thing is too that you think it's Homer because he's gone to all these other bars and yeah. then just cuts the Guy Incognito and walking in. it's the in. fakest name of all time. Yes, and this is Homer? <laughs> yes. Greetings, good man. Might I trouble you for a drink? Oh, get out of here, Homer. Homer? Who is Homer? My name is Guy Incognito. Oh my god, this man is my exact double! That dog has a puffy tail! Here, Puff! Here, Puff! So, as I said, like I loved the first 10 or so minutes of this episode, yeah. but the last 
10 sort of just dragged. That's Homer punching himself in the liver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shut up, liver. Oh, my liver, liver hurts. This the liver. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so, as he's going into the little black bar, the little black box, as it's called, the guy bursts in and says he needs a pilot. You, but I... Hey, you're not just impersonating a pilot so you can drink here, are you? Yeah. That's exactly why I'm here. <laughs> you fly boys, you crack me up. But I keep telling you I'm not a pilot. And I keep telling you, you fly boys, crack me up. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm your co-pilot. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, as a change of pace, I'm going to let you do most of the work. I think you're ready for it, Alan. And um, uh, I'll just uh, get us started. Uh, we'll need that to live. I like that the airline admits culpability here. I like that they left it for a few seconds just to let it sink in. Yeah. This is, he just fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of switches in the cockpit. That's yeah. fine. Um, but, yeah, like, I like that it's not... It doesn't go down the path of Homer's in trouble for screwing up because, of course, the airline's in trouble. It's their they fault, put yeah. a complete, you know, just a person off the street and said, go fly a plane. Yeah, yeah. Like, hundreds of people could have died. Do you reckon that's ever happened? I doubt it, but... No, well, Frank Abagnale. Oh, well, they, they, these days actually, it couldn't happen. Not catch security. Me If You Can guy didn't actually fly a plane. He just took free lifts everywhere. Um, How did he do that? Uh, they have what's called a jump seat, I think. So he impersonated airline um, employees and was cashing their checks and that sort of thing. And he would just catch a ride in the in the, in the the cockpit. He'd jump in and sit okay. behind and be like, you know, just getting a free ride to Dallas and that's where I'm going to be flying out from. Type yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would be very, very surprised if there hasn't been an example at some point of a person impersonating a pilot and actually flying a thing. Not these days, though. Not post-September 11. Not Surely. post no, not post nine eleven, but I would think surprising, scarily recently. Yeah. Um, you keep talking while I look this up. Where were we up to? Okay, so the, the plane company offer Homer a free trip to any state in the country except for Hawaii and Alaska. So Homer cuts to home, and Homer's telling the family, "We can take a trip to wherever you want to go. Where do you want to go? Hawaii, Alaska." Yes. <laughs> Marge is not happy though, and this is where we get the first inkling that she doesn't like to fly. Something's up. Yes, yes, something is not quite right. They haven't actually said it's flying yet. We just think she doesn't want to leave home. That's what it is. Yeah. Homer then goes on one of his classic rants. That I've uh, just quietly, uh, didn't. Uh, 2013, officials arrested a 61 year old Philippe Genard after they say he boarded a US Airways flight dressed as an Air France pilot on Wednesday. Entered the cockpit before getting uh, found out. Ooh. So, um, but I- that means he just went on as a. Passenger, dressed like a pilot, and no. then got on the plane, what, and, and then walked into the cockpit as a passenger. But couldn't you just turn left? No, or the, co- is it the pas- cockpit door shut. I know, but couldn't they just like look for the people? This guy was trying <laughs> to fly the <laughs> yeah, plane. I know, I know. <laughs> Come on, Marge! I want to shake off the dust of this one-horse town. I want to explore the world. I want to watch TV in a different time zone. I want to visit strange, exotic malls. I'm sick of eating hoagies. I want a grinder, a sub, a foot-long hero. I want to live, Marge. Won't you let me live? Won't you please? We're now on the plane. And Marge, by this point, is clearly not happy. She's fidgety. She's bringing up excuses to go home. But is also not happy because he's been... He specifically requested, requested not to be sat next to a baby. Yes. But it works out for him, though, because they overloaded... Overbooked Seriously, the plane. though, nothing worse than babies on planes. Oh, my And God. I know that I'm... And Nicola wants us to take... If, when we have our first child, touch wood if we can. Yeah. Take it back to England. I'm no. not taking it overseas. Go by boat. 
Like it's just like I know that I'm not going to make many friends in saying this for anyone that has young children listening to the show. But seriously, you can drive, and if you can't drive, you can catch a boat. And if you can't catch a boat and you can't drive, you stay home and you get your relatives to come see you. Why? Because there is nothing worse. And not is this. This isn't just a like. Oh, I feel bad for me. I feel bad for because the baby. I can put, yeah, the kid's that's in why fucking I, pain. Yes. And it for a sustained period it of time. It doesn't understand why its ears are popping. It yeah. doesn't know how to fix it. Exactly. That shit, it took me until I was nine to figure that out. It's crying for a reason. Yeah. I, I feel like it's really unnecessarily cruel. Yeah. It's almost as cruel as putting a little backpack with a handle on a four-year-old. Mm. Terrible. Mm. It's, but the thing, like I said to Nicola, Nicola goes, I was just tired. I'm like, it's not just fucking tired. No, it is confused tired. It, it and hurts. in pain. It hurts me. Yes. Like, have you ever been on a plane with a slight cold? Dude, and then, like, I was about get, to say, yeah. my whole trip in England was ruined because when we left uh, Switzerland, I had a cold, got on the plane, yeah. my ears didn't pop when I got off, and then yeah. we went into the tube, which is all underground, oh, yeah. and it's going really fast, and my ears popped again, and it's just... I couldn't excruciating. Yes, yeah. like, the pain behind my eyes, man. I, I had a flight up to Mackay, and my head was, was like going to cave in. <laughs> a connecting plane, which was a smaller plane, and because of the fact that it was smaller, it had to fly at a lower altitude. So I was at like that exact yeah. is in pressure mode for forty-five minutes. It was fuck. Feels like your head's caving in, doesn't it? It does. It's like the other alternative is when you go scuba diving, and you wouldn't take a baby scuba diving, Dando. No, would you? no, no, you would not. <laughs> um, yeah, I went scuba diving, couldn't regulate properly, and just felt like I hadn't fucking knives into the sides of my head. That's something I don't think I could do. That's a fear of mine. I don't think I, I've got a fear of water. I don't think okay. I could scuba dive. I, I enjoyed it, apart from the excruciating pain. Once I got over that, yeah. it was, you know, you know, it was all fun. Yeah, there was a massive I don't want to put my I, child through that. No, no. I, I just don't think that that's... I think that if there's any alternative, you should take that alternative. So Nicholas' family, if you're listening, you come to me. Exactly. <laughs> it's a better country anyway. <laughs> so... Marge here. Oh no! So they've overbooked the plane, and they offer first people, first two people, which um you called out on Facebook a little while ago after the doctor got and the Asian guy looking out. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that was a, that moment in real life wasn't perfect, but oh, it was the perfect no, screenshot yeah. to talk about. I didn't realize that that quote actually existed in the episode. I thought that you had I retrofitted that to ah. to suit the story, but yeah, no, it was brilliant. And an Asian guy back. looking out, looking yeah. scared. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Um, and this is where it does work to be a kid who's nimble. Yes. Getting to the front. Big plane, by the way, because I swear that aisle is like five people wide. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Reminded me of when they sneak through the line or push through the line at Mount Splashmore. Yeah. Except there's no crying involved no, no, in no, this. No, exactly. It's just a race. Just Yeah, just getting to the front. How good is first class in that plane scene, by the uh, way? First class in every plane seems amazing. They've got double beds now, I read somewhere. Really? Yeah. How that's great would that be? Um, that's exorbitant it makes mile high club easier to join doesn't it you would have thought yeah like you get no, to- swing- no more toilets swingers parties in the first class <laughs> just key parties exactly <laughs> passport parties yeah, yeah everyone throw your passport in the bowl how easy would it be to get away with the line of excuse me may I say your boarding pass <laughs> just like it's just it's, it writes itself let's make this a movie what I do like about that is Homer's I'm sorry is it, is it just ga- what sort of movie are we making here Dando a swingers party I on a plane. I am not making any smut. Swingers on a plane. <laughs> swingers on a plane. <laughs> All right. But I'm in. <laughs> so Bart thinks they've forgotten something, and they have. Much like Trials of Horror 5. What about Grandpa? Oh, yeah. Right. Well, and obviously Home Alone, as yes. we mentioned yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, the, the, the shot of him. Yeah. His, yeah. Homer's saying, well, M- Marge feels bad about it. It's probably it. nothing important. Yeah. <laughs> Marge feels bad about it. She doesn't want to talk about it. And Lisa's encouraging that she should. And Homer's saying, well, I haven't got a fear of anything. Mm. Sock puppets. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is a bizarre thing to have a fear of. Yeah. I believe they've mentioned that before on the show. Or am I just re- remembering it? Because you might so just be remembering that. Okay, I'm not okay, sure. Okay. Yep. Um, but I do like, you know, Homer's advice that Marge just needs to repress it. And that yep. way she won't annoy us. <laughs> Which is it reminds, brutal. This episode reminded me of Moaning Lisa, the scene where Marge and Lisa oh, yeah. were in the car talking about re- don't repress anything. Because that's yeah. what my mum told me to do. Yeah. There's a moment later in the episode where it really comes out and really mm. reminded me of it. Which is another thing that I do like about this whole... The whole storyline is very true to Marge's character. Well, she never... Gets to express herself. Yeah, she's no one to talk to. As much as it comes from nowhere, it makes perfect sense that she would have some sort of deep-seated repressed memory. Because yep. she, yeah, she just n- has never opened up about anything. I did. I, I did think the reveal. No, of her- sorry, anything truly upsetting. Yes, she's opened up about things, but yeah, she but would keep that to herself. Lisa's saying that she needs to vent, so it becomes sort of like a uh, a Lisa versus Homer story here, where Lisa mm. wants her to better herself, and Homer's scared that if she does better herself, he'll be the blame because he knows he's the blame. Yeah, and she'll leave him. Yeah. Marge is then up all night cooking. Yeah, you've got to direct that negative energy into something. Yes, yeah. And, I mean, you can't just marry cats and dogs willy-nilly, so you may as well bake a three-tier Wedding strawberry cake. cake. Yes. Yeah. And this is the moment where she says, remember what you mother what said? What an amazing-looking breakfast, by the way. Oh, delicious. Like, it's like a five-star buffet. If you know someone that's a little bit crazy, and that's what they're producing in the morning... Let them be crazy. It's probably, yeah, probably for the best that they don't get help. What is the best buffet you've ever been at? Ever like experienced? Ooh. Mine was Las Vegas. It was fucking amazing. I never had it was buffet, downstairs. I didn't have buffet breakfast in Vegas. So not I breakfast. It was just buffet. Not buffet. Yeah, just buffet in general. Um, I don't even think I had buffet dinner when I was. I went to like a. What? A, it was twenty bucks. All you can eat. Yeah, no, but I I got a tip on a really good steakhouse in Vegas, so I went there for dinner. We went to the guy for Ferrari for guy. He's got his own talk uh, TV show about cooking. Okay, guy something. Mm. But it was really delicious food. Co- guy incognito. Yes, I nearly <laughs> said that. <laughs> I was only in Vegas for a night, so I didn't have much of a oh, chance. Okay. But a no, my favorite buffet would be, I'll tell you what, local reference, um, the Park uh, Park Royale Hotel in St. Kilda does a really killer buffet breakfast. Okay. Um, uh, Boxing Day test match a few years ago, stayed there for a few nights and did not need to eat until 3 p.m. each day. They, Delicious. You can load up at that joint. Speaking of Las Vegas, if any of our listeners are related to or know anybody that was oh, that well, a victim in the recent tragedy, goes I thought to all of you. Yeah. It goes without saying that that's absolutely fucked. And I didn't really want to bring it up because... It's on a downer. And, I feel like we, we've mentioned and, uh, Las Vegas, so we sort of have yeah, to... Yeah, it. other people have spoken about this, but... What, it's We're not getting into it. We're just, just out, out, we're thinking of you all. It's... Yeah. It sucks. That's all. It honest. sucks. And Australia... I think on the whole, Australians want this not to happen in America. We just see this senseless loss of life and think... It's not funny anymore. It never was funny, but it's it's, it's not a case of, oh, those Americans, I'll never learn. It's just, you need to do something We don't look down on it. We don't look down and think, oh, we're better than you because we haven't had mass shootings. We look at you and think, holy fuck, how awful is this? We really hope you guys can figure out a way to not have this happen anymore because it's just horrific. Yep. Yeah. Moving on. Yes. So getting back Um, to Marge, who is just trying to cope with the stress of... Is it the stress or is it just that she doesn't understand why she has this fear? What, what is she going through at this point in time? Um, they just put it down to being crazy, but she's not crazy. She's just she, well, it, repressing her... She knows deep down what the fear is, but she's just does trying she? to... Yeah, well, she knows that she's got a... There's deep, a reason A deep-seated reason that she doesn't like planes, but she's trying not to face it. So she's trying to channel herself into whatever else she can do to distract from whatever yeah. is upsetting her. Which is... Getting on the roof at 3 a.m. when she should be baking. Yeah. According to Homer, soon. anyway. Baking was soon. Yes. yes, yes <laughs> I like yeah. that. Should you be baking? Yeah, in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa then suggests therapy, and Homer's just completely against it. 
He goes, there's nothing you can get at a psychiatrist or psychologist that you can't get by calling up a radio DJ. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cut to radio DJ. <laughs> radio sidekick. Oh, I'm Good. sitting at terrible, terrible death. Sorry, that was the last caller. Mm. You. Uh, terrible, terrible death. <laughs> Would you like a song? It's raining, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's really That's gross. a good throwback. I f- sort of got annoyed by how annoying they made Homer in this episode. This season in particular, I sort of feel like they've made him a great husband, a bad husband, a bad father, a great father. Yeah. To suit the story yeah. too often. Yeah. He, he's not consistent anymore. It's just Homer is whatever he needs to be for the episode. Yeah. Um, it's probably starting to take the steps towards where Homer stops being my favorite character on the show. Um, he's the funniest. He's my. I think he's the funniest on the show still at this point. Yeah. And that's largely down to Dan, but it does get a little bit frustrating the inconsistencies within his character by this he's point getting of the show dumber. he's getting dumber now he is getting dumber and I hate that he's I, the the thing that I hate the most about even modern day Homer is how dumb he is like he's borderline simple whereas he never and we've spoken about it he was never that dumb he was stupid he was ignorant but I'm just thinking but of, he I'm, wasn't I'm thinking of season three dumb. season three Mr. Lisa goes to Washington Homer mm. Mr. Simpson can you touch your nose for me and he couldn't touch his nose. So they've been they're throwing those kind of gags in here and there, but not mm. as consistent as they do now. Yeah, like he would still he would do that, but then he'd still you know, he still had he's still smart enough to make a really impassioned plea about Reader's Digest as well. It's not just entirely You always go back to your Reader's Digest comment. Well, it's not just entirely <laughs> grunts and groans. So the next plan of action was to rent some aeroplane movies. Yeah, because uh if not a I'm not sure if it was radio DJ or like a like a new weekly column or something like that, saying confronting your fear can be a yep. good way to get over yep. it. Uh, they get alive. Yeah, alive. Um, so alive is also based on a true story. I believe a rugby team. Um, rugby is that, is or soccer. That, is that a We Are Marshall that our mate was talking about in the live stream? <laughs> no. Well, that's football or NFL. Okay. But yeah, like playing crash lands in the Andes and they have to resort to cannibalism to live. Jesus. Um, hey, it happens. No judgment. Like in was that, that, And that's in a true that, story? Yeah. Wow. Mm. But look, in that Goodness situation, gracious, what are you going to do? Like, they didn't kill people to eat them. They could just you, ate the people that had already died. I was going to say, could you kill somebody to eat them if you had to? Do you think you could bring yourself to that? I couldn't. I just couldn't um, do it. Obviously, I've never been in that situation. No, but I just don't think I could bring myself no. to end someone's life to eat them. To eat them. No, I don't think I could do that. I think I would find some berries or something. Or, um, yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Could you bring I mean, yourself to eat somebody if they were already dead? If they're already dead and I was starving, I think I could do that. Yeah. Ooh, what part of the body? Then? I'd need some paprika to be involved. Straight for the thigh. Um, thigh'd be pretty good. Yeah, like but feet would be bony. You'd get in on that. You wouldn't want to be eating around the ribs. If or they're anything. muscly, you go to the arms. No, all sinew and muscle, mm. be thick, chewy meat. That's true. Um, but you don't want it to be too fatty either. What about buttocks? It'd be like rump steak. Mm. Yeah. I feel like the buttock could be overcooked real easy. You've got to be really mindful of the grill when you're cooking buttock. <laughs> Where are we going? How did we get to this? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, regr- I'm regretting I'm li- bringing it up. I'm a little disturbed that I'm now thinking <laughs> of the logistics. <laughs> I know. Well, this is getting too real for me. Too real. But <clears throat> so Marge, Marge is watching Alive and they noticed how I bet you in some countries nose would be a delicacy. <laughs> like it's just one of those things It's obscure enough Yeah <laughs> Yeah But Nose filled with jelly So the Marge is watching Alive 
and the family realized just how stressed she must be because she's not actually sitting on the couch. Yeah, that's pretty great. Which what you Very thought? Very funny. Visual. You thought was her not actually laying I, on the yeah, couch. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was her on the therapist couch in my memory, but still, yeah, it's, it's a funny, very funny joke. She finally does go to the therapist, and Lisa and Homer have a little bit of a tiff in the waiting room, don't they? All right, Lisa, you got your way. Your mom's going to a psychiatrist. She's going to tell Marge to leave me. It'll break up the family and you'll have to live with your grandmother and pick beans. Dad, I like picking beans with Grandma. Well, keep it up then. Okay, I will. Good. You do that. Fine. You'll be picking many a bean. Hope I do. Coming out of that, we see Bart spotting Principal Skinner. Yes. One of my favourite... Most Not favourite, but one of... We always say it's one of my favourite. Yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) But like the thing that... I can't refer to my own mother without calling her my beloved smother. Smother, it's, yeah, that it's just is It's good. a very funny I never joke. remember that line until I watched it for this review. Very, yeah, right. very good. My beloved smother. Uh, mother. I thought you were going to say the pulling, lifting the book up and his face is on the front page. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also great. Mar- and again, that's another one of those jokes that I'm talking about where you've got to be paying attention to what's going on in and the it's episode. It's not really funny if you're a kid. Um, oh, how, maybe a little bit, but not, not in the same sense of... You know, such a bub walking in a rake sofa and over Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer then tries to bargain down the therapist for how much she charges per mm-hmm. hour. She's not here to put the blame, Thank though, is she? Thank you for not saying barter, by the way. God, that, that gets my goat. Yeah. It's haggling, not bartering. <laughs> bartering is when you exchange things. Haggling is when you get a better price. Yes. Memo to all Australians. Sort okay. your shit out when you go to Bali. <laughs> to, go, to go to Bali. Unless you are giving him some grain for a better price on your Oakleys, you have not bartered. Every tweet you send to Mitch now, end it with hashtag barter. <laughs> you, you'll find yourself getting blocked real quick smart. Uh, and be- the other day, someone... Um, too, too smart, too quick or something like that. Anyway. Too sweet? No, someone said like too sweet instead of um, quick smart or something like that. Like... You better get those. Um, you better get those deliveries out. Toot sweet. Where, where was this? I have no idea. I thought you meant but it was just in Twitter. my head. Okay. No, okay. no, I just it was just <laughs> popped in sweet. there. It was like, yeah, toot sweet as a way to like put a little bit of emphasis on something. Toot sweet. Okay. Yeah. She's not here to lay the blame. Lay the blame. The therapist mm. under, underlines husband. Yeah. <laughs> Marge is then starting her first session, and she hears a noise outside. What's that? That's just a window cleaner. It's actually Homer. It's a few seconds before 12 o'clock. New window cleaner comes down. Bang, knocks Homer out of the way. Come back from commercial. Homer is, in this episode here, I've got here, he's a very controlling husband. He is insecure. Mm-hmm. He is scared that Marge is going to leave him. Yeah. How dare Marge want to fix herself? Because if she does, she'll realize that. It's not about how dare. It's just a, it's more of a fear. Is, but is it a case of they've got here that Homer. But I also think it's Homer more knows that he's the bad man in the situation. He doesn't no, want Marge to realize. I think to an extent, it's more that he's concerned that the therapist will just, like he's kind of um, got this concept in his head that all therapists are going to say it's the husband so i don't even think it's him necessarily owning up to being the problem it's more that he's just worried that she'll say he's the problem and he's a she's a therapist so she has the power to control minds therefore i need to keep my wife away from this woman she's going to turn her against me most controlling husbands and boyfriends like that don't like them their wives or partners having friends for that reason yeah very true but then marge starts her new session and she starts remembering her first day at school Mm. and her sisters were bitches they, yeah, but like, fun tease. Like, you do that to young kids, don't you? She looked terrified. She's like, yeah. Whoa. I did. Look, I felt so bad for for little Marge because she's so cute. Yeah, she's a really got, cute got Marge child. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor little kid just wants to enjoy the monkeys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's so much to ask. Ew, you like the monkeys? You know they don't write their own songs. They do so. They don't even play their own instruments. <gasps> no, no. That's not even. 
given Michael Nesmith's real hat. Kids can be so cruel. But it's true. They didn't write their own songs or play their own instruments. The monkeys weren't about music, Marge. They were about rebellion, about political and social upheaval. That's a really funny moment. It goes just nowhere. Within, but yeah, well, like, they just pause where like this little childhood dream and then you've got this great educated woman as impassioned yes. about the monkeys yeah, yeah, as yeah. anything else. Yeah. I love that it was the monkeys, not the Beatles as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> At home and Homer wants to know what they were discussing and he ends up yelling, don't tell her I yelled. <laughs> yeah. Like this is Homer descending into paranoid um, madness. Absolute paranoid. Yeah, he needs a therapist of his own. Yes, to deal with the, with the emotions he's going. Through. He can't handle. He can't handle the fact that he can't control the situation. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on inside. New session, and Marge is mentioning the lost in space dream, which mm. doesn't really. I, I, oh, this does start the comeback, Daddy. It does start comeback, Daddy. So it ends with a way that makes it relevant. But up until that very moment, I was like, "Geez, this is going a really long time." Mm. Like. It 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 rung to me. I guess like, I was having fun. It felt like a Saturday Night Live sketch that they just inserted into the middle of a Simpsons. Well, episode. I feel like this is just an episode that they needed to fill time. That's why yeah. they had the. It was a minute and thirty five seconds, I think, before the episode even started because of the long intro. Yeah, right. So they were obviously just trying to kill time, yeah. and they thought, well, we they're sci fi geeks. Yeah, they obviously like Lost in Space, so we'll just make a. I'm probably going to do this once. Let's make something great out of it. Yep. And, the the and, joke and, in and particular was amazing. Yeah, it was. The joke in particular that bugged me was the um, danger, danger, arms flailing or something along those lines, mm-hmm. whatever it is that Lisa says. Yep. It was like, that is like, oh, like, that's such a hack joke that like every, every comedy writer of ever could make. Like, yeah. it's not one of those ones where you watch The Simpsons because you see jokes that you're never going to see anywhere else or you couldn't think of on your own. And then you see that and you're like, mm, yeah. It's just the robot with a Lisa head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't really add much that anyone that hadn't been done before. Have you seen the 1997-98-ish Lost in Space? No, I haven't seen any Lost in Space. Really? Okay. I've seen the old TV show, but yeah. So, this is where, as we mentioned, the daddy... Well, she goes, you mentioned you said daddy come back or daddy wait, yeah, daddy yeah, don't yeah. go or whatever. Yeah. And you also and Ma- infringe on a number of copyrights. Yeah, yeah, which is... The, <laughs> that's a funny joke. Yeah. Um, and then Marge tries... Her first reaction is to deny it. And yeah. then the therapist kind of probes a little bit deeper and deeper and pushes her into it. Getting back is to that because, memory. Is, does Marge know that her dad is the reason or is it just because she's still embarrassed? I, I, I never understood why. I think it's because we've grown up... It's not where, so much about embarrassment. We've it's grown more... up in an era where this isn't a big deal for men to be stewardesses. But when she was mm. a child, I guess that was... Yeah, like it's a... I mean, it was a funny... Not taboo, but it was... Not mm. taboo, but it's um, it's like that old, like, oh, nice uh, nice shirt. Does you, you know, did they make it for men as well? It was just that cheap way to make fun of a guy. For what was seen as a woman's job, and the what, but yeah, the way he reacted, the don't look at like me. a male nurse. I always, I always thought it was a bit. I don't know. It, it, it it's built, just it, playing. It built up to this, and I was like, oh, that's it, really. Yeah, but it's just playing up to that, that homophobia of the seventies. Yeah, pretty much, and like the taking that to the absolute extremes. Yeah, sixties um, would have been sixties with monkeys. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, true. Um, she graduated in what seventy four. Anyway, continue. Let's not get bogged down in that. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that her discomfort of wanting to go into that is again it's more that it's about getting to the real truth and say you've got a really bad knot in your back and a masseuse is giving you a massage and they're getting to that knot and you're trying to squirm away from it because you know it's going to hurt like hell when they push on it so that's her it's not so much about embarrassment at this point it's about her not wanting to face the truth yes I've just realised that the the timeline doesn't work for this episode as you said let's not get into it Mm. but the monkeys were late 60s she was in primary school she yeah. graduated in 74. Doesn't work. No. Oh, she had a growth spurt. 
Possibly. <laughs> Skipped a few grades. Very intelligent girl. Marge mentions that her dad was a pilot. Yes. And this is um, this is the bit where I was talking about the mash thing before, yeah. where she remembers it one way and then she gets to the end and then it suddenly tells the story a different yes. way. So, um, do you think her whole life she's thought he was a pilot? Or she's just possibly. tried to forget? Blocked it entirely. Yes, yeah. yeah. I loved um, Marge's... This is a big deal. I loved See, I Marge's you. mum trying to save her from it. Yes. No, Margie! Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't go in. <laughs> like, her mum knows. Margie. But they just... They, like, it's this ba- great big secret that you can't... Don't tell her that you're a stewardess. I we, Or steward. Last time I watched this, I could have sworn he was wearing a skirt. Which made sense to me that he wouldn't oh, like yeah, it, right. but he's wearing shorts. An yeah, apron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't really go anywhere, but she mentions that the check bounced. Oh, yeah, that was a little bit weird. Um, the, the, again, the timing of that, like, well, hang yeah. on, what, it bounced four quarter, f- 45 minutes into your session? Yeah. Well, why bring that up now? It was just uh, it, was, it was meant to be used as a way to say that Marge wants, wants to talk now. Yeah. Yeah, she's not listening to what she's saying. Yeah. So she remembers the thing that is a hostess. Mm, goodbye, Margie. Be a good girl now. Why does Daddy have to leave? Because he's a pilot. He flies all over the world. I want to see Daddy fly. Margie, oh, come back. Daddy? Daddy, where are you, Daddy? So, who wants a pre-flight cookie? Fig Newtons? Hydrox? Daddy? Don't look at me! Don't look at me! The therapist does have that nice moment of like, you know, it's not a big deal anymore. Um, thanks hmm. to many men that are trailblazers. Like, is that you the- could even say he's an American hero. No, let's not go that far. <laughs> That's the, is that the writer's way of sort of saying to the kids watching, this isn't a bad thing now? Yeah, kids. it is. It's, it's that thing of not coming across as insensitive by, they're not making fun of it. They're just commenting on the fact that a lot of people would have made fun on it. Back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then she remembers the other incidents that may have created her fear of planes, which would be probably where it really comes from. The plane, the, the plane way, <laughs> smashing in her Look, eye. Poor little Marge. She gets traumatised here. Yeah. <laughs> Catches on fire, shot down. Cardboard <laughs> engines that don't exist, just, yeah, breaking on fire. And then she ends up in the middle of North by Northwest. And it's the, it's the scream that, ah! Yeah. Like a child. It's, it's hilarious to look at, but you're just going to feel sorry for it. <laughs> Homer then interrupts before the therapist can continue. Sorry, and again, I, I think I mentioned off the top, but just this delivery of, yes, yes, it's a rich tapestry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Please, get out of my office. Yes. You're, you're fixed. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, well, she's not done because she wants to continue on talking about the husband. Yeah, and Homer true. interrupts and says, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, no, that's fine. She can get on the plane. That's, that's all we need. That's all we need, yep. <laughs> and the final scene, Homer talking her through the aeroplane mm. and actually ends in the water. Oh, sorry, Lowenstein. Before that, oh, I don't get that. Is it lo- who's like Lowenstein? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Must it's be just a funny. Therapist or like, something. Uh, I'll think no of idea. Lowenstein. I'm going to Google yeah. Lowenstein. Um, Talk. But yeah, when the when, <laughs> the, the, when the wind rustles through the air, I'll remember that. I'll always hear Lowenstein. My name is weak. Lowenstein. <laughs> it's very, very, very funny the way I've, that line is delivered. I've googled Lowenstein. And I've got Lewinstein Consulting Management Taxation Services. You, which you're just going to get a whole bunch of Jewish yeah. businesses. <laughs> Jewish, exactly. Yeah. Final scene, Homer's talking her through the aeroplane, lands in the yep. water. That's just normal. Like, that's just the cross check. That's just a carp swimming around your feet. Would it have been funny if it ended with her having another panic attack? Or she overcome the panic attacks now? Yeah, she's, she's overcome She's it just now. annoyed by yeah. it now. She's yeah. not scared by it. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it's a it's. I like it. I give re- it, do it seven and a half out of ten. Doing the review, discussing it more in depth with someone with you, I've, I appreciate it more. There's more funnier moments than I remembered it being, but still, the story is just there to me. It's not doesn't stand it to me. It's, I yep. think it's because it's surrounded now by so many classics. So yeah, okay. when an episode is just good now, it doesn't feel good. 
because there's so many great episodes now that that's become the standard in today's or in this era of The Simpsons. Yep. So like you're having M&M's party. So it would be it's like, an M&M's party pack and when you get a peanut one, you're like, eh. It's like if I went to your house and you cooked dinner for six nights of the week and then mm. Ash cooked the seventh. <laughs> Is that a good analogy? No, because he said that the episode was good. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? <laughs> um... I learned that uh, my wife no longer listens to this podcast <laughs> because I got away with saying I that. that I have no bed to sleep in tonight. <laughs> um, no, I learned that it's relatively simple to impersonate an Your dog pilot. will not be licking your asshole tonight. Well, <laughs> look, he might be the only one that does. <laughs> God, anyone who hasn't listened to last week's episode yeah, will not make, get that joke. Make no sense. If you've just gone, oh, I haven't listened in a while, I'll, ch- I'll chime in to the last episode. Wow. <laughs> What did I learn? I learned that Cheers is not as a fun place as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no. Um, but true to its word, everyone does know their name. Yes. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. What have we got this week, Mitch? We got an email in from One Love, Matthew Love. Matthew Love. Uh, that's not how he introduced himself. I just thought I'd you know give him some pizzazz. One Love. Continue. It's just in my head. Hey there, fellas. For whatever reason I decided I would start <laughs> I would start reading the email in the same thing as One Love as you because you were like you get to share it anyway um, you've been listening to a handful of the episodes for a few days and noticed something that we missed in the Itchy and Scratchy Land episode um, and I missed a lot of things I'd never seen this elsewhere and it's actually a really great joke you know all the flicky signs like yes. flickies forty oh, miles twenty did miles call out on this when we did and, it, yeah. or not called out they've just Mentioned added. It, yeah, yeah. The last sign says the next Flickies is 25,000 miles. Mm. Now, on the surface of it, that's just a joke about Flickies being a long, long, long way away. Yep. Uh, but the, the he says that there's actually another layer to that. The circumference of the Earth is just under 25,000 miles. Fantastic gag. Which means that the next Flickies is the same Flickies, and you'll have to go all the way around the world again to see it. It's like a Futurama kind of gag, isn't it? It is, yeah. Great, like yeah. That's a real science joke mm. that you've got to have some massive... Uh, Pre preordained knowledge to be able to pick up on that like it works anyway. It's a funny joke as it is, but then it's a super funny joke if you are nerdy enough to know the circumference exactly, of the Earth yeah. off the top of your head. So, thank you very much for setting that in. That's um, that's pretty brilliant. Do you know if Futurama created its own language? Yeah, uh, three of them. Oh, amazing. They did, uh, they did two that were deciphered, and then a third one that wasn't from memory. Um, Nicole Demaria has written in with a my two cents story, Ooh. which I'm leaving. Uh, leaving? Reading live. And based on how that started, that's perhaps not the best of ideas. Hello, gents. I've been torn about whether to email these to my sense stories in about my nonna uh, because I love her and she's not necessarily being cheap. She just doesn't like being wasteful. People are always apologizing for their grandparents when they write in for this. Up, yeah. yeah, it is. I really like it. Um, amongst many other things, she recycles grey water and washes her glad washes her glad wrap for mo- multiple uses, hanging it on the kitchen tap to dry. Now, recycling grey water, that's one thing. Like, you know, your bucket, you water out to the backyard and water your plants, all that sort of thing. That's, yeah. I mean, not only is that saving money, but it's more about the fact that in a drought, that's a necessary precaution. Yeah, yeah. So that's fine. But re- I've never heard of recycling glad wrap. No. Um, I, I, I recycle, not recycle, but reuse if I cover a bowl of aluminium foil. Y- yeah. I'll, yeah okay. If it's the same size bowl, I'll just switch. Well, I turn bowls. that into a cat's toy. 
Okay. <laughs> you know, you scrunch <laughs> that scrunch up into up, yeah. a ball and throw it down to the puss. Yeah. <laughs> to the puss. I've never heard anyone call a cat a puss. That's before. her name. <laughs> That's my cat. <laughs> her actual name is Isla, but I just call her puss. I'm just, it just, it just sounded weird. <laughs> to the puss. <laughs> anyway, continue. It startled me. I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Where are you throwing yeah. the ball? <laughs> to the puss. Anyway. anyway. Um, so, she's got... Uh, Nicole's put in a brief example. Um she lived with her nonna for a few years. After the first 12 months there, she noticed that she hadn't replaced the kitchen sponge and a hole had started to wear through the middle of it. She threw it away one evening and woke in the morning. <laughs> this is great. She threw it away one evening. Nicole threw it away and awoke in the morning to find it back in the sink. <laughs> she fished it out of the bin. Terrible. <laughs> it's like a cursed um, sponge what if, what if that you, you ever, tried to throw away. eaten out of a bin? Uh, nothing. That, that's not not so. Something's gone in there, and it's still in the container. And you thought, oh, I probably shouldn't have. Or someone's put it in. And you go, why would you put that in the bin for? And they're like, oh, it's still in the container. You can still take it out. Um, I've done it with uh, really Indian food. It's still in the plastic container. Oh, yeah, you can just throw it out. That's yeah. fine. I'm really bad at putting, like, generally in my house, if something's gone in the bin, it's because it went four months past its use by date. But use by date before I found it in yeah. the fridge. So I'm not fishing anything out of the bin. If it's gone in there, it's biohazard waste by now. Yeah. Um, Usually it goes to the dog if it's still edible, or then the, and then the bin. Yeah, right. Anyway, Nicole then threw it away in the wheelie bin outside before uni and came home that night to find it back in the sink. Oh, my. Mind you, she was in her early 80s at this stage. Wheelie she had bin. no Ooh. idea how she got it out of there by herself. I knew it would be a never-ending silent war, so the next day I took the sponge with me to the train station and threw it away in the bin there. She's never mentioned it since. I would love to have imagined that oh. like later that day the sponge is back in the sink and there's just a ticket stub. <laughs> like laying on the on the counter. <laughs> um, she's never mentioned it since, but the lengths since, the, but the lengths that she had to go through to throw away a sponge were excessive. Um, Sponges aren't even expensive. Nicole's an archaeologist. It's like an official, intelligent person listening to the show. Send us a mailbag and forfeit a discount. Your occupation. We want to find the coolest occupation because archaeologist is fucking up there. Yeah, I would love to think that like. Years later, Nicole was on a dig and came across a fossilized sponge. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hear her thoughts. (laughs) Then her nonna. It was just chipping away at the rock, (laughs) bringing it back. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, nice. I should read more of these live. (laughs) um, uh, How am I going to... How am I going to beat that? Okay, this is a pretty great... I've got a subject line that simply says, Pudding Face McMahon. Pudding Face. Oh, <laughs> oh this guy was not happy about you calling him Pudding Face oh, at all. He? <laughs> he was livid. You read this out. He was furious. So this is from Dilith. I remember Dilith. He's a Sri Lankan listener. Hey, Mitch and Dando. Long time fan, second time Ela, and first time being pissed off. My favourite parts of Four Finger Discount is when you guys randomly start talking about wrestling. I'm a big fan of the WWE and my favourite wrestler is Shane McMahon. I was so happy when Dando mentioned Shane in a recent episode, only for Mitch to insult him. I wanted to ignore him, but the nickname Pudding Face McMahon pushed me over the edge. He's then given me... Pudding Face. He's then given me a direction for the next bit. Brackets read in an angry voice. From him. Yeah. How dare you, sir? While Shane Warne was scoring with women that weren't his wife, Shane McMahon was scoring the respect of fans. While Ricky Ponting was breaking TV screens in the locker room, Shane was breaking his bones, jumping off of cages. <laughs> I knew other Australian cricketers would... If I knew other Australian cricketers, I would insult them too. Well, come on. You come from a country with Arjun and Ranatunga, so if we want to talk about insulting cricketers, <laughs> let's not fucking throw too many stones. Who was the one that used to chuck it? Mur- uh, Murali. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
We'll get another email now. Fucking Dano, I fucking like you. And then you've got <laughs> Kumar Sangakara, who fucking looks like a velociraptor. Anyway, back to his, back to the angry voice. I hope I have offended you, Mitch. To add some salt to the wound, I have never watched The Lion King. Good day. P.S. Dando seems like a nice guy. Oh, well, he is. Oh, hang on. He's actually... <laughs> that's still typed in angry voice. P.S. Dando seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Why is The Lion King... He not looking Lion King offend you? Did I talk about The Lion King? King? Well, I think we both have. Yeah, okay. We grew up in the 90s. Everyone fucking likes The Lion King. We uh, watched it in look, 3D the other day, by the way. I'm sorry, Dillith, but I can't help the fact that your favourite wrestler was the son of the enemy. Why was he the son of the enemy? Vince McMahon was the enemy. The greatest heel of all time. What? The greatest bad oh, guy of all he- time. Yeah, fine, but still the bad guy. Yeah. And he was the son of the bad guy. But he used to go against his father. I never saw that happen. They changed every couple of months. Yeah, well, the, good guy, bad the episodes guy. that I was watching, Stone Cold wanted to fucking Beat up both of walk them. a mud hole up and down both of them. Shane did take a good Stone Cold stunner, though. He bounced around all over the ring. Yeah, well, of course, Puddin' Face. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of spring. <laughs> once, once that jaw hit, like, you know, Stone Cold had to get a sponge and wipe it off. First moment I ever saw wrestling was Survivor Series 98 and Channel 10. It was like months late and it was Stone Cold was beating Mankind in a match and Shane McMahon was the referee and he gives it the old one, two, turns to Stone Cold, gives him the double fingers. I didn't know it was fake at this point. I was oh, like, yeah, okay. what the fuck is going on yeah. here? It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to wrap the mailbag up because yeah, it's yeah. getting late and it is getting I, am, late. I am very unwell. It's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I know. Goodness gracious it's me. the evening edition. Um, Dillith, by the way, I love you and, you know. Oh, we're joking. Let, yeah. let's, let's, oh, um, he likes me. I like him Let's well. let bygones be bygones. Well, exactly. He'll keep listening because you seem like a oh, nice guy. Oh, pudding face Dillith. Just because you've never had an opinion. <laughs> you've never wanted to upset anyone in your life. I just called him pudding face Dillith. <laughs> see, see, I've never insulted their listeners. <laughs> I just insult their heroes. Um, David, uh, David Comer uh, writes in, guys, what was your first ever episode that you watched? I started in season one, but my cousin recorded Bart the Genius as the first episode for me. Uh, his top five are Cape Fear, Homer at the Bat, Mr. Plough, Homer the Heretic, and Bart versus Australia. Um, first time I ever saw The Simpsons was uh, I think I mentioned this in our book mm. was um, seeing a commercial for Bart gets an F okay um, during a my nan used to take the Muppets for me I was a big Muppets yeah, fan yeah 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 and I remember there was a Muppets tape I used to watch over and over again as you did back when we were kids you'd mm. tape things off TV and just watch the tape over and over and one of the commercial breaks had a, an ad for The Simpsons all new TV show coming to 10 The Simpsons and that was the first moment I saw it mm. first episode I Post Mother Ban, after I was banned from watching it, was New Kid on the Block repeat, followed by the brand new episode, Trios of Horror 6. Yeah, Home of 3D. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember the first time I saw it on television, but I had um, my most vivid memories is uh, the v- uh, had a VHS. The, the white cover ones, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which had two co- two Simpson I- and Delilah, two, uh, three cars in every garage, two eyes in every fish. And Treehouse of Horror. Must have had two different tapes because one of them's got the two. It's got Treehouse of Horror and the. Well, maybe one. it was a different set of tapes. Might have been. Yeah, I definitely had. Episodes, I definitely yeah, had three episodes on. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so that that was my introduction to the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It was relatively early in the series run, um, and not so like I, I I must have grown up watching those three episodes a lot because that was the only tape that I actually had. Yeah. Um. That was so commercially that was seared yeah. into my brain, and they probably for that reason it probably is why I'd love everything up to this point. Uh, and not not saying I don't love seasons eight, 7, 8, 9, um, but, but the absolute real connection for me has been everything that we've discussed till now. 
Um, because I just watched so much of it as a kid, it really influenced what I thought of as what the show was and how I identified the show. Um, but yeah, so that that was that was it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great when you can look back on these kind of memories, isn't it? So yeah. Explain what The Simpsons means to you. I will end with one more, just because he sent an email in this week and it's kind of uh, apt. Um, the subject line, you see, Mitch? Uh, you see? I just opened my inbox and I haven't read my emails yet. Uh, that comes from the one and only Guy Incognito. He's added in at the end, in case we're still doing this, he'll drop his favourite quotes from the main family. Um, Homer, when I held that gun in my hand, I felt a surge of power, like God must have felt when he was uh, holding a gun. The cartridge family? Must be. Yep. Seen all the guns, yeah. Marge, um, Homer, when I asked you if you bought that dummy to fake your death, you told me no. <laughs> But, Mum, Dad, just so you don't hear any wild rumours, I'm being indicted for fraud in Australia. Lisa, I'm proud of you, Mum. You're like Christopher Columbus. You discovered something millions of people knew about before you. That's really funny. That's really funny. I don't know what quote that's from. Mm. Uh, Maggie, it's your fault I can't talk. It's your (laughs) fault I can't talk. Bart versus Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. What is the next episode that we're doing, by the way? Uh, Home of the Great. Ah, delightful. Some would say a great episode. It's got your favourite song of all time. I had two stories saved that I was going to talk about this episode, but then we got sidetracked talking about other things. Um, So I'm going to have to hold those stories over till next time. Cool. Uh, They are, uh, I'll give you the titles. um, The Virtue of a Disproportionate Response in Comedy, where I snapped at someone in the street today who was just giving me um, a kind of banal joke that like one of those jokes that people make all the time and expect you just to laugh at Mm. and i had none of it (laughs) and what i said back to him was like you know someone has flicked a rubber band at you so you've launched a nuclear bomb (laughs) that was basically what had happened um so we'll be telling that story next week and uh complaining about people who start conversations with you halfway through a conversation that they seem to have already had in their mind. For, today, I had someone come up to me and the very first word they said to me was also. I did so, that at work. Hey, how you doing? Also, I need to... And then I was like, so that leaves me on also? What the fuck else is going I, on? Like I, You're instantly <laughs> trying to join the dots. I, I today, Literally today at work, I was typing stuff. I've got a, a workman named Andy. I, he's been there longer than me. I usually ask him for advice on listing a few products and whatnot. Yeah. And in my head, I'd asked him a question, but out loud, all I said was, I just forget everything I just said. And they look at me and they go, you didn't say anything. I went, I didn't? But in my head, I'd asked him the question. Yeah, nice. It was just, I just felt That's like an good. idiot. <laughs> um, sorry, I just realised David Kummer also mentioned that uh, Matilda... So, he um, he sent in the email the other week about horses painted look like to look like cows. Matilda loved hearing her name on, quotes, the radio. Okay. Ben was ambivalent. It's very hard to impress a 14-year-old. Um, hey, Ben. Hey, Ben, give us your address. I'll send you a photo of a naked lady. Why don't you... Because <laughs> <laughs> that is a guaranteed way to impress a 14-year-old. Why don't you sing Ben to him? Don't do that. Ah, uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> you thought about it for a second. Though. I was going to. Can I do this? I can't set. I can't. Ben. I don't like saying no to a challenge. Two of us need look no more. I don't do it. <laughs> we both found what we were looking for. Thanks for listening to our review. I feel I'm done fine. with that. Oh, you're done um, with it. I thought, uh, yeah, I'm not hit. doing that again. Um, <laughs> uh, David says that the book. Um, so this is a nice way for me to crowbar in one more plug for the book. Yeah. The book comes out on his birthday, so he's pre-ordering it as a gift to himself. Please, please, please. If you want to read the book and you're going to want to read it, pre-order it. It's the best way yes. to make us look good. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, our publishers will be happy. Yes. 
it's and available, that's important. It's available on just about every book site now, isn't it? They want yeah, it, look, they, so they, they prefer on, if you order it through Amazon. It's that's on Amazon. Word, right? You can get it through a website called the Book Depository. Booktopia um, has it yeah. in Australia. You can also, let's not forget the humble bookseller um, and support local jobs. Go to a bookstore if you're in the UK and Australia. Walk to a bookstore and say, I want Homer's Odyssey written by Four Finger Discount. There's nothing please. better than walking and they to will the store, find it. holding it in your hand and say, I want this, please. No. Um, and I think I told you I about how... Nothing better. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, walked, I walked in and um, I was like, uh, do you guys have... Uh, are you able to order you in Homer's Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's it written by? Uh, Brendan Dando and Mitchell Grinton. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know who you are. You could have just no, said Mitchell Grinton. You guys won't get that joy, admittedly. But but go in, order the book, get the book. Like, you know, just... Just just order it. Just and if you're, it's going to be fun. If you're a patron up until about June-ish, your name is going to be in the book. Yeah. In the thank yous. And there's a lot of names in that book, isn't there? There are a lot of names in that book. Um, big names. Harry Shearer. Um, I meant patrons who are just as important. Oh, patrons. Okay. <laughs> no, there, there's a shitload of patrons. Yeah, Anyone yeah. that had ever supported us basically up to that point um, gets a It was a bit overwhelming when I read all the names. I thought, shit, we have a lot of people that really want to support us. It's mm. fantastic. It's it's beautiful. It's really, really yeah. encouraging. So we thank every single one of you. But you are mentioning Harry Shearer. We have Dan... Ca- not Dan Castellanata. Um, David Silverman's in there. We've got Bill Oakley. We in should there. have Dan Castellanata. I tried. Tried. Okay. Um, Bill Oakley is in there. Josh Weinstein is in there. No, he's not. Bill Oakley is in there. <laughs> Josh is mentioned by Bill in the Josh book. Josh Weinstein is mentioned <laughs> in the book. Uh, um, Michael Jackson is in there. <laughs> Mitch Grint is in there. A story about Michael Jackson Mitch's, is in there. Mitch's anyway. nan's in there. Um, but who else have we got? Joe Mon- Montagna. Joe Montagna. Yeah. Which you've, um, Matt Schofield, Liz Klimo. And the foreword is written by our good friend, Nikki Nikki Asordia. Nikki Asordia, for uh, long-term listeners, um, the very first interview that we ever did on this show. Arguably the reason that we got the chance to do the book. Yeah, yeah, like the the person that kind of inspired us, gave us the confidence, I think still listens to the show as well. Yeah. I hope, anyway. She has actually ordered the book. Oh, really? Yes. I'm pretty sure we were going to send him a copy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks though, Nikki. Yeah, she's a champion, yes. But thanks for listening to our review of Fear of Flying. Next week, Home of the Great, which is an, a review I can't wait to do because I know how much you love it. I love it too. I think everyone listening to this show would love the episode of Home of the Great. It's hard mm. not to like it. I, yeah, well, it's in... I mean, we write about it in the book. It is, you do an in-depth review on it, don't you? I do. Yeah. do a very, very in-depth review. It's, it's, this is actually... Home of the Great is probably my favourite thing that I wrote for the book. Okay. Um, you, I mean, you've read it, obviously. It's, you mentioned the story about your nan in this. Is it your nan? Yes, yes. There's an amazing story in there about my late grandmother, and um, that that might be why I like it so much. But it's uh, it's a really, really, really funny story involving my grandparents um, relating to Home of the Great. That's and what the book is. It's us talking about what The Simpsons means to us. Yeah, yeah. As much as like you know, we analyze it, we talk about stuff that's in there, but it's also about just engaging with the show yep. as a fan and yep. the way we did so. Exactly. So. Home of the Great next week. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? No, no, Dando, just let me off, let me off, let me off, let me off. Shh.